Welcome to Oilfield Talk. My name is Trey Fought, and I'm host of Oilfield Talk podcast. We want to speak with workers from all other aspects of the oil and gas industry and allow them the outlet to tell some crazy, amazing stories you just wouldn't believe are true. Not just the wildcats, the drillers, the roughnecks, the roustabouts, but the land-based offshore drilling operations, service companies, vendors, third-party personnel, production, transportation, all aspects of the industry that provide expertise throughout the oil field industry. But each of these have many, many hilarious stories to share about their time in the oil patch. I have no doubt that we will be able to share entertaining stories or tell tall tales that anyone who works in the industry will appreciate and get a hearty laugh while listening. But this is also going to be a family podcast. We'll be able to invite our families at home to listen. Although they won't believe half the stories we share, they may have a couple of dozen questions. Maybe it will give them and everyone a greater appreciation of the jobs we have in the oil field and why we enjoy our oil field family for half a year. So please take an hour or so out of your day. Give a listen to the Oil Field Talk podcast. Hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. Happy Super Bowl weekend. I'm so happy to have found the interview for Mr. Don Harmon. It was supposed to go into the complete New Mexico Junior College episode, but the file got misplaced, lost. I couldn't find it. I was so disappointed because it's a great interview. While I was putting together Don's teaching down at the training field, lo and behold, at the very end of that recording, I found Don's interview. It is such a great interview. I wanted to introduce you to Don before listening to him teach down on the field. It'll give you a greater appreciation of his passion and his desire to teach. I found it a great example of someone who came up through the oil field and then later found a place to take that knowledge and give it to others. Very soon, we will have a Patreon page for Oilfield Talk supporters. Anyone out there that would like to contribute, please follow the link. It sure would be appreciated. Thanks again for your support of Oilfield Talk. Yes, sir. Well, introduce yourself. Okay. My name is Don Harmon. I'm from here, Hobbs, New Mexico. I've lived here most of our lives. I grew up, I say we lived here most of our lives, but grew up in Tatum, New Mexico, which is 42 miles north of Hobbs, small little town. And we were from Hobbs and they moved my dad when he was working. I was probably five years old and they moved my dad up. He was working up in the up north of Tatum and uh, around the, what we call the Toback and the Cato field and the Toback field. And, and yes, sir, he is a lease operator as well. He, he had worked pulling units and stuff like that when he was younger and back in the day, but he eventually got on with a company and was a lease operator and then pumper himself. So that company moved him up to, like I said, to Tatum, north of Tatum and Millen Sands and Crossroads area. And he was working up there, and then we move up to Tatum to be closer to the job, and then they move him to Crossbed. So it's kind of like, oh, and them deals. So mom, once we moved to Tatum, mom said, I ain't moving again. I'm staying here, and mom's still in Tatum, and everything else, the oil filled up north of Tatum kind of stopped and slowed down and come to a halt, and everything moved south. So, But she's not moving south? She's not moving. So she said no. I, so I grew up in Tatum, went to school, graduated, and I tell everybody, I even tell this, I, I teach this lease operators training class here at the JC. And one thing I always tell everybody is my dad didn't have a son to have a son. He had a son to, cause he needed a, a pumper. He needed, <laughs> he needed help. And then I kid you not, I tell everybody I've, I've been in the oil field all my life. You know, that's all we've, yeah, that's all I've ever known. In the truck. Yep. And he's done it. Yep. And school was out. I was with dad. Summer vacation, spring break, didn't matter. I was with dad. And when I was about 10 or 11 years old, dad took me up on top of a tank and showed me how to gauge a tank. Wow. And when he did that, that became my job. I now became every every weekend, everything I did, every time I was with dad. You earning anything? Are we making money? Or were you just with dad? I was just with dad most of the time. But I honestly, uh, my dad was kind of that way that earned my School clothes, and if, if I needed school clothes or pants or shoes or boots or, you know, something I needed, 
he would tell me, well, you haven't worked. You don't get it, you know, and it's like, I'm going to give it to you, but you're going to work for it. So, you know, I, I worked with dad and he became a contract lease operator. He would let me go around and then I wasn't even, I didn't even have a license then, probably about 14, 15 years old and was barely getting my license. Dad taught me how to drive out in the field. I, that's where I learned how to drive. That's where I learned everything, you know, and I was driving before I even took driver's ed and dad would just take me, we'd be out on the lease and he said, just go check them wells and I'm, I'm over here. And I'm like, okay. So when I was in high school, my grandmother got sick and dad had to take off for a couple of weeks and be with my grandmother in the hospital. And my dad pulled me out of high school and go do my job. Check my wells. Run my well. You're, you're doing it. Wow. He told my principal, he said, I, I really don't care if he goes to school or not. I need him checking wells. All my teachers knew when I graduated, I wasn't going to college. <laughs> they, they knew I wasn't. Already trained. I was already trained and then I was going to work. <laughs> that's what he needed me for. And, right. and that's how he raised me, which, and you know what? That's not that unusual back in old style. The yep. farmers didn't have big families no. because they wanted a bunch of kids. They needed help. <laughs> right. And same thing. Well, and that's all field life. And that's how we are. You know, we need, you need the help and, and you help out where you can, you know, and I'm, I, I was glad to help out. I look back at it. Now, I would always so much. Well, and Yo. when doing that, <laughs> I would get so aggravated and so mad at my dad. And I was like, and me and my dad had a real rocky relationship when I was growing up because it was we didn't know how to differentiate family from work. We worked together, we we lived together, and we didn't know how to differentiate that. We would butt heads a lot. But now that I'm older, I look back and I'm like, man, I even call him sometimes and think, man, Dad, thank you for what you did teach me, you know, and how you did raise me because I see a lot of people that are my age that are, they don't have that work ethic. So it was a good deal. And it, like I said, that's just how it was. So I was in the oil field, been in the oil field. And of course, dad owned his own contract pumping business. He would get work and he would do good. And I tell everybody this oil field is the scariest roller coaster you've ever been on. Tell me about it. When oil prices are good, you're going to be good and everybody's going to be working. But whenever oil prices drop, yeah, we're going to have to cut fat. You know, we're going to have to cut stuff back. We've seen it time and time again where dad would pick up and need help. So I'd go and help dad and work for him and do for him. And and then there was times it gets slow and it's like, well, and dad would say, well, I got to go find another job. And I'm like, you stay here. I'm young. I can go find another job. <laughs> there have been seasons and times where I've done just about anything you can think of in the oil field. You know, I've worked drilling rigs. I've worked pulling units. I've worked uh, electrician. I've worked backhoe. I've worked roustabout. Just but you were raised to do oil film, and I was raised to pump. I was raised to be a lease operator. Right. Any time I went for anybody, they knew most of the time we'd work for our contractors that were working for us and helping us. <laughs> and I would just call them and say, "Hey, I'm going to work for you in the morning." And they'd say, "Okay, come on." Yeah. They'd put me to work, but they knew it was short term. They knew that once Dad picked back up, that I was going back to work for Dad. So they'd give me a job to maintain and then to do what we had to do. And then I'd go back to work for dad. Wolfield. Still in it? No, I retired my dad probably 10 years ago. Did you take this? And I took his business. So whenever I retired him, his health got bad and ended up retiring him about 10 years ago. Now he's in Hamilton, Ohio and doing good, doing great. And love my dad. He's, he's awesome up there and doing good. And, but I retired him. He was got to where he couldn't climb. He couldn't gauge tanks no more. Couldn't do it. It just became a, a real big factor for him that he, he couldn't do it no more. So we, we retired him and, and let him get out of it and enjoy it. He worked all. Yep. And then I run my own. I took over his leases. I pumped for about, at one point I was pumping for about eight different small contract companies or small independent oil companies. And I was contract and I was working for them. I had 2019, 2020, I had about 100 wells that I was taking care of myself. It just got to be where 2021, I got COVID mm -hmm. and my health deteriorated and I almost, I almost died from COVID and I wasn't able to, to do the job that I needed to do and the way I needed to do it. We look at some of the ways and the, the ways that some of these bigger oil companies work now. And they have a lot of stuff. I even look at it in this class that we teach that, you know, Devin will come in and be like, well, the old school pumper, you had to know a little bit about everything. And I'm like, that 
that's me. That's me. You know, that's who I am. But, and he said, we break that off and we separate it where the average lease operator don't have to know all that. Right. They take the load off of them. And I look at the oil field now a lot different because I didn't have that. I was, the load was on me and it was, I did my own roustabout work. I did my own electrical work on, did a lot of my own stuff myself that I could do. Yep. That's how we did it. Now I just subcontract it out. Yep. Or call the yeah. specialist and somebody to come in and help me figure it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, sir. And then I had my own business for seven years. And then the end of 2021, I finally decided that I was, my insurance went up, doubled, price of oil filled was going down, insurance and everything was going up. And it was like, I can't do it. So I ended up stepping out and then shutting my business down mm. at the end of 2021. In 2022, I went to work full-time for our church, and that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm a full- That's what's your full-time job now? I'm a full-time maintenance and construction. I do full-time maintenance and construction for our church, and right. just whatever our church needs done, that's what I do. So You're a master of many trees. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, I tell everybody that, uh, I tell everybody that, Construction, remodeling, working on houses is my passion. That's what I love to do. That's what I love to do. Yeah. But I tell everybody, but oil field is what I was raised to do. True. So it's kind of that way where I was raised oil field. I know everything oil field. I didn't never, even in, in the times I would tell dad, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. And he'd say, you do. I need you to do that. This is what you're going to do. And I'm like, but it was always that conflict. But now I get to do what I love to do. And then, like I told you the other day, that to me, we teach this lease operators class here at uh, New Mexico Junior College. And to me, that ties both of my passions yes. in. Because I get to teach these new entry level lease operators the basics and the fundamentals, the basic fundamentals of getting out, stepping out into the oil field, that kind of ties in both of my passions of being able to teach and help and do whatever, still be tied to the oil field and help other people to step out there and do what they want to do. You know, I, I see so many of them, they come in and they're passionate about wanting to go into the oil field. Right. And it's like, okay, if that's what you want to do, then yeah, let's, let's get you out there and let's get you doing it. It kind of helps me keep in touch with it and tie in both of my passions. I still get to do my job and at, at the church and, and do what God has called me to do. Right. And then I still get to do a little bit of the oil field. And you know, I think he's taken care of it Yeah, because always passion yeah. is construction. Yes, sir. And he found a way to get you right. able to do right. what you have a true passion for right. instead of what you were raised to do. Oh, yeah. Doesn't, it's not a bad thing. Oh, no. It was time. So I'm I'm glad for you. Yes, sir. For you. I, I don't like any person to lose their business. <laughs> but to me, it sounds like that's actually what yeah. was needed to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and we do not serve a God of chaos and of disorder. You know, we serve a God that is intentional and he has a plan for each and every one of our lives. We don't know what. And we don't know what it is. They don't email us and say. Right. <laughs> this is where you're moving. <laughs> sometimes I will. A couple of balls. <laughs> you know, right. I didn't just start podcasting. You know, I've never done anything like that. Yeah. But I felt like that's what I wanted to. Right. I enjoy doing it. I just jumped in with both feet, just like you do good oil field. Man. Right, you know, right. They give you a job. What do you do? You just jump right in there. Get after it, yep. Whatever it takes. Yes, sir. I did the same thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a clue what yeah. I needed to do. I didn't know how microphones work. Right. I've never edited audio before. Right. Well, and- This, this damn, damn thing's still- Still going. <laughs> just, oh, I don't know why yeah. this recorder doesn't- <laughs> but, You know, it's not going not gonna to happen, but- yep. I'm learning and I'm yeah. enjoying learning. Right. And I enjoy doing this. Yes. Just sitting down and chatting and having a conversation. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing. I really, I've been listening to some of your stuff on your shows and stuff. And I really enjoyed it because it's, it's kind of that way that a lot of it, even like what we talked about and, you know, talking about the stories and stuff, a lot of it dies with, with person. That's right. And there's a lot of older lease operators that are out there that have passed away and took them stories to the grave so, and took that hurt and took that knowledge to the grave. And it's all gone. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to. Yes, sir. Know. I want it to be entertaining. Yeah. At least myself. I'm only speaking for myself. 
I love to hear your story. Mm-hmm. I want to hear whatever you've got to tell. Yeah. And I'm going to learn something. Yes, sir. Just like being out there on the ground today, you telling the story about the newbie looking for the battery. Yeah. <laughs> I was the newbie yesterday <laughs> standing out there. Y'all were talking about the battery and I was the newbie. <laughs> Well, <laughs> right. Finally, you know, it dawned. This is get it complete. Yes, sir. And I'm learning something. Yeah. Hey, you want to hear a funny one? This morning, there was a guy at the gas station when I picked up the newspaper. I told him I worked offshore drill ship. And he said, how do they get down there? And I said, what do you mean? He said, so do they have a special suit that they go down and work? And I just looked at him like, what are you trying to, he said, or is there like a, a machine that they go down? And I looked at him and tilted my head. I said, you think they're going down there roughnecks with chain tongs on the ocean? Right. <laughs> yeah. He's never been. He's damaged. Yeah. The concept is just completely foreign. Foreign. This is completely foreign. To right. Me. Well, and all fascinating. Yes, sir. And. It's the same oil field. Oh, yeah. We produce the same stuff. Yeah. We just get to it a different, different way. Yeah. So there's something to learn. Right. My friends in my career are all offshore. They'll enjoy hearing about, you know, a battery. Yep. And in your little class that you did this afternoon, it'll be fascinating to them. Yes, sir. They've never seen it. Right. Potential. Well, see, and that's, that's what we love about here at New Mexico Junior College that we love about the class. It's taking people... Everyday, ordinary people that have never been exposed to the oil field and taking them and giving them an opportunity and showing them what it's about. That way they can better their lives. You know, I I tell everybody in our class that God did not put us in positions and bless us to hold them blessings in for ourselves. He put us in a position to bless and blessed us so we can be a blessing to others. And with this class, that's what I'm able to do is I'm able to, I don't want the knowledge dying with me and, and just staying shut up. I want to pass on it. And these classes we do, we, we got a class right now of 20 people. Mm-hmm. Our biggest class we've ever had. Usually they're, they're maxed at 16. Usually we're good if we have six or seven people, oh. 10 people, a 16th class. We're like, yes, that's good. That's a big class. And this one's 20. And it's like, wow, it's an awesome class. We're doing great. But we have every variety of people in this class. We have an 18 year old that just graduated high school that have no idea what oil field is. We have young ladies in this class. We have older uh, rancher in this class. All he's known about oil field is they mess up his land and they mess up his stuff on his land. So he's seeing a different concept of it. And that's the thing. We've seen single mothers that were working at the grocery store, bagging groceries, barely being able to provide and feed their kids come through this class. We've had about an 85 to 90% success rate with this class. We've had single mothers that didn't know anything about oil out there lease operating today <laughs> and doing good and making a living. And and they're, and it's changed their whole life. I get it time and time again from everybody that's ever taken the class that's got a job. I'm going to tell you the little 10 or 15% that doesn't succeed and doesn't get a job as a lease operator is probably because they got to the end of the class and figured out, you know what, this ain't for me. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Or... They didn't put the time and effort in and get online and put the applications and put feet to the ground to go find the job. They figured we were going to come, they're going to come into the Mexico Junior College and we're going to give them a job. And that's not how it works. They have to put in the work too. And if you're willing to put in the work and you pay attention to the class and you get out here, you're going to succeed. And it's going to be beneficial to you. But like I tell everybody here, it's not only benefiting them but it's benefiting their kids. That's right. It's benefiting their family because I'm that way. And I know you're that way. And I know 90% of the, the human race is that way, that when you're being blessed and when God's pouring into you, you're going to, hey, you know what? I want my family to eat too. And you're going to pour out. And that's, that's what it's about. That's God. Because he's going to take care of his children by any means necessary. The good thing about it is he lets us be a part of it.
He lets us be a part of sharing in our blessings, sharing in what he what he's blessed us with to share to others, to bless them and to bless our families. And then they bless somebody else and they bless somebody else. And it just that snowball just keeps rolling and rolling. Monica invited me out here was telling me about the school and she was telling me about you and everybody else. And I said, oh, sure. It's there. So I made the effort. I'm so glad that I did because y'all have an amazing You, sir, know know how to communicate the knowledge that you've had since you were six, seven, eight years old. You can give that to those. Right. That's a difficult skill. Right. Not everybody can do that. Could your dad have done that? I'm just throwing. Yeah, no. Some couldn't. Yeah. You know, my dad probably couldn't. Right. Not correctly. Right. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> have the personality, not just the knowledge. Thousands of people have knowledge. Right. Being able to take that knowledge and no. give it to someone in whatever fashion they need, feed it to them in small bites, big yep. bites, little bites, from the top, from the bottom, from the sides, you're able to communicate it and get them to. Oh, that's what it means. Right. Once they get it, they got it yeah. the rest of their life. Right. Not everybody can teach that. Yeah. You can teach that. Thank you. And you keep their attention. Monica's the same way. Right. Uh, I heard comments in her class because I sat in here the other day when she was teaching and one of the guys spoke up. Actually, it was after class. And he said, I've been out of the oil field for 10 years. I was just expecting another boring safety school because I've been in them all my, all my life. And it's not, it's a dynamic, personal. Right. You can feel the passion that y'all all have for teaching these students. Right. And that shows yeah. from the top down. Right. Uh, everybody in this facility that I've spoken with has that passion. Right. So y'all have put together a hell of a team. Yes, sir. And I uh, thank you for that. But, but like I said, it ain't about me. It ain't just about me because, and like you said, it takes a team, Mr. Kelly, doing it in the class and getting them set up. Right now we have the best setup because what he teaches in the class, then I have them on site and it's like, now we get to see it hands on. Right. And then safety is the same way. But yes, Miss Monica just she is phenomenal to me, and she's a above anybody I've ever been through. She's actually a little intimidating to me a lot of times because of how many degrees she got. The lady loves degrees and teaching, and it's like, man, she loves it. I want to go get that. And I, I tell the I tell the deal, I I told him yesterday. I said, even Miss Monica, whenever I first started this class, uh, before she came to class on the recirculating valve, I would always just. I'm kind of a bigger guy, so I didn't, didn't want to bend over. And so I kicked the valve open with my foot. Right. And I remember the day that Monica came to class, I kicked that valve open. And next thing I know, I see a hand go up. And I said, yes, ma'am, Miss Monica. And she goes, uh, would you kick that valve open out there in the field? And I go, well, it depends on what I'm doing. I said, sometimes, yes, maybe. I go, but yeah, you're right. Most of the time, no. I would just open right. it with my hand. And she goes, safety protocol. Would you kick that valve open? And I said, well, no, I probably wouldn't. And she goes, then let's not kick it open here in class. She goes, let's do it by the book. And I look and I go, yes, ma'am. You're right. That was two, three years ago. And I've never kicked that valve open again. And it, it, it just stuck with me because it was like, I learned that way to kick it open, just kick the valve open. You know, when she went through there, I was like, that's not, you're, you're absolutely correct. That's not the right way. Ergonomics. Right. Yeah. Purpose. The reason why you don't. Okay. An idea. Yeah. It's not because I'm just well person. There's actually a reason. Well, and not only that, but if you if that valve is frozen and you kick it, you may open. You may break the stem of the valve and you bust the valve and you cause yourself more problems. So I was like, you're right. You know, that's probably right. I shouldn't do it. And I've never done it to this day after she said that. And it's that old to learn. But that's the thing about it is, is is even Miss Suzanne and and their computer class, we have a awesome setup of how it works in class here at the JC in New Mexico Junior College of how we team up and how we work together and how it all comes together to change these people's lives. Yes. We have, we have every age to take the class. You have to be 18 years old. So we have kids that are fresh out of high school, 18 years old. We've had 70, 80 years old 
Really? We had an older lady in one of the classes and it was like, this is my grandma. Right. And I'm like, why are you here? You know, and I, she's the sweetest lady. She wanted to. And she did. She wanted wow. to. And she did it. Wow. And and she, I don't know what she's doing now. I, I haven't caught up with her or, or heard back from her, but she took the class and she nailed it. She did great. <laughs> On the test, she did everything and she was fine. I was saying earlier that I may come out here and right. take this class. Yes, sir. Because I don't know anything yes, about this side of the oil patch. Right. But I want to learn. Right. I love to learn. I, I loved your interview with Mr. Eckhart. Uh, <laughs> was that his name, Justin? Justin Eckhart? I loved your interview with him. Yeah. And I listened to that, and I, I loved that interview. And the whole time I kept thinking, he needs to come to this class. Justin Eckhart needs to come to this class. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, let's call it. Let's call it right now. Because no, I'm serious. It, when he was talking, it was like <laughs> he had no idea. He didn't know what to do in the oil field, but he wanted to do what he could to try to get in there. But I thought, you know what? This would be the perfect class and perfect opportunity for him. Let's see if he answers the phone. We'll have him on the podcast again. Again. Turn the volume up a little bit. Hello? Hey, Justin, you're on the Oil Field Talk podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine. I'm actually recording you while I'm while I'm uh, recording a podcast because this gentleman has some advice for you. Oh, awesome. I'd love to hear it. Hey, Mr. Justin, I was telling uh, Trey that I heard your interview with him on, on Oil Field Talk, and my name is Don Harmon. I live in Hobbs, New Mexico. And we have the New Mexico Junior College down here in Hobbs, New Mexico, over here in southeastern New Mexico. And we do a oil field, oil and gas training through the JC. And I was telling Trey that that would be a wonderful opportunity for you to come through and take this class. That would be a good open door. I know that I was telling him that the whole time y'all were talking, you kept saying you didn't know what to do, that you wanted to do something, but you didn't know the steps of doing it. Well, we know the steps. <laughs> Getting you through this, the NMJC lease operators training class is a step to go. It would help you get familiarized with, with the oil field and also help you to understand the basic fundamentals and get out there to pursue your career in the oil field. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Miss Monica actually teaches part of the class. So it's a two. Where she yeah, it's a, it's a two week class and we'll get you the information. He was just talking about you and I said, Hey, I got his phone number. We'll just record him <laughs> on the podcast and make sure he gets it. How you doing? How's baseball? Gary just uh, just got on actually from practice. Yeah, we had a practice from I don't know three o'clock to six, and then had a, a workout from six to seven, and got some got some food, and just just got home actually. So hey, it was meant to be. That's why I called you. You know that. Yes, I, I knew all that. <laughs> all right. Well, look. Hey, I'm gonna let you eat your dinner. We're gonna finish up this little interview here. Uh, great to hear from you. Keep in touch. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Send, send me that information and I'll definitely look into it. I really appreciate it. All right. Yes, sir. Send contact information over to him as well. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Oh, yeah. podcast. Don't do what we want. <laughs> you know? I call somebody in the middle of a podcast. Right. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's, this class has been beneficial. And what's funny as you say that, I've, I never seen myself as a teacher. I've never seen it. And I actually, yeah, in the past, well, even the past, I didn't think I could do this. And oh. I remember taking Kelly's, they did a basic math, math class for Oilfield. And I took that class. It was 50 bucks. And I took oh that class. Gosh. And I even told my boss at the time, I told him, I said, the production foreman, I told him, my boss, I said, I'm thinking about taking this class. And he said, what for? And I said, well, I just, I was thinking about taking it, seeing if it would help me out. And he goes, well, he goes, how much is a class? And I said, well, the class is 50 bucks. I go, they give you a little uh, Halliburton book to figure out the formulas for tubing and stuff like that and tank volumes and all that. And I said, this book is like a little Halliburton book. And he goes, the book alone is worth 50 bucks. There you go. And he goes, 
if you want to take the class, he goes, take the class. He goes, I'll, I'll cover some stuff for you and then you can go and take it. And I said, okay, I'm going to take the class. And I took the class and I remember taking the class and Kelly would ask and I was, I'd answer all the questions and answer everything he said. And then finally he asked me, he goes, would you? That's when he told me about the least pumpers training class. And he goes, would you be interested in teaching this? And I'm like, I'm not a teacher. All right. Like, uh, no, I'm not smart enough. I don't have, like I said, I was out of high school. I was into the oil field. I don't have a degree. You know what? I don't. We don't need right <laughs> to teach people right. how to do yeah. jobs. Right. So well, I'm, that conversation plenty of Yeah. I don't have a college degree. No. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. We can teach. Right. What, what we know. What we love. Yeah. Well, and that was what Kelly, Kelly's all like, you know it. He goes, you can do it. So we started and that was seven years ago. We started and we, we've been teaching this class every since. And like I said, Kelly will tell me that. Kelly will tell me that. He says, your personality is what teaches a class. He goes, you got the stories, you got the, the knowledge. He goes, you are what teaches this class. And I'm like, it, it ain't only me, you know. What the students yeah. know. Right. You're not trying to teach them something because it's your job. Right. You, they know that. Right. We've all been in a classroom and listened to a teacher try to teach us any subject mm -hmm. because it's their job. But we know they don't want to be there. Right. It's the absolute opposite with you. Yeah. They know you want them to get it. Right. You will do whatever right. it takes. From a student standpoint, and I've been on both sides as you have, you don't want to fail the teacher. Mm -hmm. You don't want, he is putting everything into this class, yep. I'm going to put in the extra. Right. Because if you're working that hard and that's what these students are getting. Yeah. It's in their eye. Oh, yeah. It's in their smile. Right. It's in their attention. I sit in the back of this classroom and watching. Nobody's picking up iPhone. Right. And scrolling. Nobody's texting. Right. You know, whatever. They're paying attention. Yeah. I don't know if there's a class rule. I don't care. Yeah. But the thing is. You know, if yeah. you're paying attention. Oh yeah. Well, and everybody in here is. And that's the thing. Even on even on location, you know, you we get them, and and I talk to them, and then you'll get them that even sometimes don't even want to leave because they want to ask questions and want and and I'm like you, and and I tell them that at day one, I'm here for them. <laughs> you know, I get yeah, I do get paid. I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't, but I do get paid. But my do is 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 like I tell them day one, I get paid. But if you're willing to learn, I'm willing to help you. Yeah. I'm willing to stay late. We've been locked in them, that gate <laughs> and had to call security and have them come and unlock the gate because they locked us in. You know, I'm here until you're ready to go, you know. And then a lot of people don't realize that with me, with Mr. Kelly and I and Monica's the same way is it just don't stop when they graduate class. I've had people that call me two months down. Standing on top. They're on, they're uh, out there in the uh, field. Yeah. Right. They're out there in the field and they're doing the job and they're seeing and they run into a problem and they'll call me. I, Mr. Don, I don't know what I'm doing and I can walk them through. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here we go. And then, and then like I said, I, I love hearing from my, the participants of the class after the class, but it does that every time that I'll hear from them. And it's usually like the first month, first two months, I hear from them, hear from them. And then after two or three months, they got it. And I don't hear from them, but every once in a while. Right. And it's like, okay, they got, and I don't, I'm not like, man, they don't call me anymore. They don't care. No, no, it's, yeah. it's the opposite. It's like, they got it. And then I need, right. And then I, yeah. And then I see them in, in town and they're like, man, I'm doing so good. And, and man, the, the Lord's blessed me and I'm, I'm here and I'm, I've been promoted and I've done this. And it's like, that's awesome. That's right. That's what we get. That's what, that's, that's what, what this class does. That's right. And like I said, it's a two week class. It's open to everybody. It's uh, Monday through Friday, two weeks. Um, How much does it cost? The class offhand is $1,800. Okay. Okay. That's a good, but it's not bad. We do have, I know they were giving discounts for early sign up, which knocks $300 off. There you go. $1,500. Bucks. And if it's somebody that can't afford that mm -hmm. and that needs a financial help and that is in a bind and needs the help, they do offer, they do have scholarships that if they, that they apply for, right. that it will knock another $300 off. So it helps, it helps the average person be able to come up with the money. The hardest thing is, is if you're working on an oil field job is getting the time to come in. 
But if you are not working, if you're wanting to pursue the oil field and you're not on a steady job, it's, an investment. it's a good investment. And it's a, it's a good way to get a start and get down here and start seeing what's out there and available. And then you go from there. And, and these companies are that way. I like the 18-year-olds starting out because if they start out with some of these major oil companies, they can build a career. When you get hired onto a major and you show that potential, you show that desire, they send you to the next school. Right. They pay for that. Right. Hey, I need you to be, need you to go to this. I need you to take that. Right. And once you get on that path, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. This yep. is the entry to get yourself out there. Out there. And yes. If you did nothing else, you're going to make a good living. You're going to support your family, but it open opportunity and doors. Right. You wouldn't. Yeah. Because uh, uh, just speaking for like Devon, I know Devon has so many career paths inside of Devon mm-hmm. that starts at the lease operators. You know, you start at the lease operator position, then you move up to like an optimizer. You move up to a level one pumper and you move up to optimizer. You move up to a supervisor. You move up and you move up and you move up and you move up. And you just keep moving up. That's right. And it's like, to me, honestly, I think if I could have, if I would have ever got on with that, I, I think I'd probably still be in the oil field. Yep. But it's just, it's just that way that it's you like. Wouldn't have been on the tanks that long. No. You'd have grown with it. Yeah. Because again, that personality, your personality is something that we, anybody outside recognizes as motivated, enjoys the career, knowledgeable, right. and the desire to learn. Right. So if somebody would have said, I want to send you to this school, you just said, yep. Oh, yeah. And see, I'm the same. I, I will I will never turn down a school. Yeah. I tell everybody this. From my kids to my my guys on the rig, if the company will pay for a school, well, it's hunting season. I said, give me a break. Yeah. I yeah. can go hunting. I can go hunting next year. <laughs> next week. You know? Right. So, you know, it's going to pay for itself. So many people don't look at it as an investment in themselves right? and in their career. It's business, right? We are business. Yes, sir. You can work for different companies, but you have to put something into that. They're not paying you just to be you. Right. If they can see that desire and that want to learn. Oh, yeah. I'm the one that's looking at the school postings. Uh, can I take that class? Uh, right. Can I go to that school? <laughs> you don't need to learn forklift. Might as well. <laughs> but I want to learn yeah. how. Yeah. Okay. So they'll send me to forklift. Yeah. Or lease pump operator. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Yes, sir. You just don't know what that that knowledge is going to translate to down right. road. I'm in safety. I'm a paramedic. You break your leg, I can fix it. Mm-hmm. I've got that experience, yeah. but I don't have a lease pump operator. No, I'm sorry. Lease pumper. Lease operator. A lease operator experience. But what if I did? Yep. So I get that experience. Monica actually did the job. She was actually a lease operator. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. She was telling me this morning, I did this for a couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) So not only, you know, is she super smart, she's out there hands on doing. That's what I have. What translates to be in a good environmental, good right. safety, good. The operators know that she's passionate well, about the job and she knows what she's talking about. Right. Whenever Monica took the class, I asked her that, exactly that. Why do you want to take a lease operator's training class? And she said, because, and it was, it was just that, because when I'm teaching these lease operators safety, I want to be able to relate to what they're saying and say, and it's, and, and I agree. I'm, I'm a little just like that. I want to see what you're talking about. If I know how to do it, I can say, you know what? I can do that too. You know, I was a paramedic too. <laughs> As a pastor, yeah. I want to take the class. Right. So that when I'm interviewing somebody out here and they're talking about a battery or a stem or a, yeah, well, whatever. I know what they're talking about. Right. I can have a smart conversation. Right. That would nod my head. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> in my mind, the world is... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm a fish out of water. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Kind of funny. But- right. It was a good pun. Good pun. <laughs> you come for the ocean. Exactly. I'm meeting a lot of people. Yeah. I need to, I need to learn that. 
me and my dad had the opportunity to go overseas and go over overseas drilling. Never did. And no, we had a friend of the family. He was like a like my grandpa. He was like a dad to my dad. He went to Colombia and was drilling over in Colombia. Nice. He was coming back and he had talked to me and my dad and we were going to go the next round with him. And he come back and he said, we ain't going back. I'm not going back. He said, military militias. He said, they shoot out rigs all night long. He goes, we have to lay on the floor. He goes, when we're asleep, he goes, they come in and rob us whenever. He goes, and he goes, I'm not doing that. He goes, it's too scary. He goes, I'm not going back. <laughs> Work over in the mid 96, 97, I think. And they offered me a job to go work in the Congo in the jungle, shooting a pipeline. Yeah. And I said, uh, no, can I bring a gun? And he said, no, we've got armed guards that'll be protecting you. And I said, I'll pass. I don't need to go to the Congo. Yes, sir. Yeah. But no, like I said, I've, I've, I really enjoy the interview. I really enjoy the the getting to meet you and, and getting to be on your podcast. I if anybody is interested in in the New Mexico Junior College lease operators training class, they can go on the New Mexico Junior College website at nmjc.edu.com and they will scroll down. There's a it says on the left hand corner, it'll say training and it'll say oil and gas training. And they click on that and it'll take them to the lease operators training class. I'm going to put all the contact okay. information on the podcast. Good. Description. Yes, sir. I'm going to have it on my website. I'll make a link. Right. <laughs> that look. Yeah. I'm, I'm so impressed with what y'all are doing. Yes, sir. To find out how unique this class is. Only one in the country. The only one in the country. No. Makes me wonder why in the world aren't we doing this everywhere? Everywhere else. Yeah. So. Well, we've had people that have called and asked, how do we get that? I think it's a personnel. You know, I think Monica, I think Miss Suzanne, I think Mr. Kelly. Yeah. With myself, I think just the team we have makes it so unique that it's hard to establish anywhere else that it flows together. I agree. And I, I'm like you, I think. Out there, you could put another team together. Yes. It could be done. Mm-hmm. It just have to be, you know, a good personality that knows what they're looking yep. for. But it could be done. But it's not. Yeah. What I would like to see. All these operators that are listening to my podcast right now, why don't y'all require it as an entry level? Because I understand that they have their own internal class right. in school. If you gave a bump in pay or an incentive or even send them to the JC before you, you know, you want to hire on in that position, yeah. go to the JC. <clears throat> they pay the $2,000, whatever, can afford it. Yeah. But they know the hand that comes back right. is ready to go into their finishing school and boom. Yeah. They're well set. We do have several operators or oil producers that do require now that they do come through our class. We have several of them. We actually, in this class that we have, we have six from one company that is in here and their company is paying for them to come to class. Yes. That's Awesome. And then there are some I've known that the company or the participant will hire on with the company and that company will see that they went through the NMJC and they'll pay them back the $2,000 or the $1,800 that they spent out of pocket. Yeah. So it's kind of going back and, and we are getting that even even one company we have, they do their own training, but they still require that they come out of our class first. It's just one, it's just like they say, they say, you just put them way ahead of where we train them that that they get to us. And he goes, instead of being a six-week training class, he goes, they're two-week and they're out in the field. Was that a finishing school? Yeah. So this gives them the good basics, weeds out the ones that, you know, don't don't like it. Those companies don't have to worry about hiring and firing, letting go. But don't keep this, at least when they come out of this, those companies know they've got a good Right. Foundation and a couple of weeks of finishing school. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sir. Look, it is six o'clock. I don't know how late I can steal you. Yeah. I do want to thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Family to go. Home. Yes, sir. I got a wife and daughter I got to get home to. Well, you can shout out if you want. Yes, sir. It's my podcast. You Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, but yeah, I enjoy it. I, I hope we can get together again sometime soon. Oh yeah, well, some more stories, right? <laughs> yeah, those fun stories. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you. Yes, sir. No problem. I'll praise the Lord. I like what y'all are doing. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I'm gonna do everything I can to promote it. Right. Well, thank you, and and praise the Lord. All glory and honor is His, and. And like I said, I do not do nothing of my own accord. It's it's all by his grace and his ability that I get to do what I do. So I praise the Lord for that. And like I said, I just, I love doing what I do and and he allows me to do it. So I get to be a blessing for others there. So hey, he's got you in the right place. Yes, sir. Thank you much. Thank That's, you. Uh, all for us. Okie dokie. I guess I'll see y'all tomorrow morning then. Thank y'all. Yes, Appreciate it. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you. Did you have fun? Stay out of the bar. Yeah, yeah. Good, because I'm going to listen to all of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. No I saw a drone around here. Did you see one? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I was learning how to fly one. Right. And then I lost the signal. <laughs> so I don't know where the hell it went. He swears that, you know, uh, it'll return itself, but I don't believe it. <laughs> Open there it goes. What's funny is the drone come out. We had this going, and then the drone come out, and then right after that the helicopter took off. I go, man, there. Oh my gosh, the helicopter was out. Yeah, I said, that man, is... I said they're 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 holding, not holding helicopter. back any of the punches on this one. <laughs> they're, they're breaking out everything today. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, that was good. So that, I forgot about that helicopter. Somehow it knows when I fly drones. A personal helicopter? No, it's a, a medical. Medic. medical. Oh, 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 I got you. From the hospital. But, yeah, I never saw a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. Right after I got the drone back, a little bit, about 10 minutes after that, it come out. Tell some stories? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so one of yeah, the we fun... got one of our one of our guys got killed out here, so I had to... Oh, I, to I want to get, I want to get thing, a picture of both of y'all together by the by the well here. One Come thing Don does, it's fun and yeah, funny. It like you're working. <laughs> hey, there you uh, go. I don't want to get over there, do yeah. I? Yeah. Is if they do something terribly wrong, yeah, they die. That's right. He blows them up. Oh. Trying to get the top of the rocker in it. There we go. So is that what y'all call this, a rocker? Pumping unit. Pumping unit, okay. A nodding donkey? <laughs> yeah. A nodding donkey, a yeah. Grasshopper, a grasshopper, a thirsty bird. Okay. There was a company back in the day that would paint them. Would paint them up and put- Look like a bird or look like a- Look like, like a bird a, or yeah, that makes grasshopper sense. or something like that. <laughs> That's cool. So I learned why not to do that from Don. Why not to paint them? Because he said there's people from out of town that think this is an amusement park. Oh, shit. And yep. the prettier it looks, the more attracted they're going to be. Uh, and the idiots are going to jump the fence and think they're going to go play. Yeah, yep. That, that makes sense. Excellent. So y'all done for the day? Yes, sir. All right. With only one fatality. With only one. With only one. Yeah, you left that mic out, and anybody would ask something. The kids like, <laughs> I did it like that on purpose oh, to get them into it. I wanted them to participate, he and that's, that's why I said I'm just going to leave. Whatever I get, I can edit. I can make it work. They'll have fun. You'll. In Here's Monica. It is. It's over. We're sitting out here, just uh, sitting out by the rocker or whatever they call it, pump no. jack. Sorry. Yeah, the thirsty bird. The thirsty bird. Yeah, they're teaching me all the teaching me all the nicknames for uh, for these different parts. So, yeah, the the class is finished. I've got a couple of interviews. I got a bunch of uh, audio to listen to. So you talk to Dennis. It's all fun. I talked to Dennis. Yes, you know. Oh, okay. What is that like? A little scrubber right there? Uh, brush. A brush. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so this is for. Uh... So what are you doing? You driving home? Plunger lift. See, I told you it's like right contagious, I guess. <laughs> Colton, okay. Okay. So they did all right. Mm -hmm. I think. All right. This might be the best class we've had right here. We're actually way ahead. 
That's all I, like I said, I would stop where I stopped Perfect. because we already started into holding the tubing. Usually I don't do that till the next day, but usually I, I went on ahead and did holding the tubing and talked about it. So tomorrow we'll just talk about parting rods and, and uh, okay. you know, spacing the rods and tagging <laughs> rods. And then uh, repacking stuffing boxes. So tomorrow oh, really? too. So. so are you thinking turning the blue early tomorrow? trying to move on to something That's okay. I, mean, I may try to move on to floats. Okay. Just cause. But I think we're doing good. Uh, even with the group, the the big No, uh, group, I think I'll tell you what, I've good. had indigestion thinking, this afternoon. I'm I don't thinking, know if it's from those, uh, I don't know if it's from those fingers or what, but I mean, I have Wednesday been belching like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I know you don't usually tell women something like that, but no, I think you understand. I, I think we'll, we'll be fine, <laughs> you know. So, Oh, I did. I don't know. I get it. I don't know if they'll be here Wednesday. That's why I knew you wouldn't mind. But it's like, I just, I just don't feel like eating anything right now. Fluid level, right? Right. Well, and that's why I was thinking too about going ahead and trying to get into the flows and get into all that. So that way, if we do have to cut short sometime next week, we can we can balance it out. You know, even if we're having to do Thursday and Friday. So you might be able to at least get us to the header yeah yeah through that so that's what okay. i'm thinking so you're going to send me uh address wherever i need to be at 7 30. beautiful what is she cooking all right so sounds great thank you very much this have a good night uh, bye so <laughs> i haven't talked to her she yet, was so. gonna go eat she, she she was busy last night she said i'm not busy tonight we can go out and find something to eat <laughs> actually we ate steak fingers they were awesome they were the best steak fingers i've had in a long time where'd you go I, they were delivered they were they were brought them to this uh place in andrews one of the well uh, oh, wherever okay. she was going this oh, afternoon buddies buddies. Buddies, steak buddies they weren't buddies though they oh. were somebody else's because they were bragging about how close how good they were that they weren't buddies uh, the only reason I knew that is because I'm listening to them. And they were great. But at about an hour later, you'd have swore you pour a bottle of hydrochloric acid down my house. <laughs> oh, I'm burning. I actually was coming here and I said, I got to go to the hotel and get something, you know, for this acid indigestion. But anyway, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to be back in the morning and I'm going to decide tonight exactly how all this is going to work because. I don't have to be anywhere. I'm on my days off. Well, and, but, and I was going to say, I'm I'm available this evening if you want to sit down and... Do you want to do a sit down? We can do a sit down tonight. Okay. Or we can do it even tomorrow afternoon. It don't I'll tell you what, I'd rather you do you this evening if you have the time, just because tomorrow I can see is going to be kind of nuts. Right. So my niece lives out in Albuquerque. Okay. I'm this close. I'm, I'm going to probably just shoot over there, you know? and. That's five hours yeah stop. i know but you know what i drove 18 hours or 16 hours so i'm more than halfway you know and out here what's five hours i learned that in montana when i was driving and i ran out of gas and the state trooper pulls up behind me and you're from out of town and i was like yeah you could tell yeah you're out of gas <laughs> yeah you're out of gas you out here you fill up when you hit half yeah. and i said i was between these two towns this is the truth I was a, I had a quarter of a tank of gas. I was in a town and I said, I'm going to, I was in a hotel. That's another story. I got up that morning, got the truck, quarter of a tank. It was a Sunday morning, early, early. I said, I'll catch it at the interstate. We're about 20 miles from the interstate. I get to the interstate. It's just an on-ramp. There's nothing there. So I'm like, okay, get up on the interstate, look for gas, 10 miles down the road. I got a quarter of a tank. I got 100 miles in me just about. No. I get to that little town, pull up to that gas station, closed on Sunday. Yeah. And it didn't have a little card reader or nothing. It was a little bitty town. And I was like, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And I got within four miles of the exit that had gas. Oh, wow. And it just died. And I was like, hmm. 
I was lucky because I was just outside of Billings, Montana, which was my destination. Yeah. I had people there. So I just rolled it to the side, called them up, said, bring me five gallons of gas. Yep. Um, <laughs> be there in 10 minutes. I mean, they were that close. And the state trooper pulled up and we were just talking. He said, don't pass up a gas station. Half yep. a tank, fill up. Yep. It's like that out here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... So is it hard getting them started after they run out of gas? No, it was a gas. No, I was driving a gas truck. Uh, I was actually driving my, my um, brother-in-law's truck. Yeah. Um, taking it up there to his wife. But still had like the electronic fuel injection. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't a problem. No big deal. Okay. Nope. Yeah, started right up. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot of times if you try to sit there and start them, yeah. they're out of gas, though. It'll, it'll cause problems. It'll cause problems. But yeah, I didn't. As soon as I ran out, I just... It's not going to start. Oh, it's yeah. Empty. I knew it was I'll out. Leave it alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to do you any good. I mean, now, one thing that I do because I'm a traveling podcast, I carry 10 gallons of fuel in jerry cans. I can get down the road a bit if I still have a problem. I learned, I did that because I ran out of gas one time. And you gotta, does that model pickup have to have that thing you stick in the... Yeah, in the cap. To be able to pour fuel. That's actually got the 35 gallon tank. So, I mean, it's the big tank. I've never ran that truck out of gas. Back then I did that. That was, I hadn't run out of gas since I was a teenager. I mean, that's what I mean. I might've run out once in my life. Done that where I've passed them up and think, oh, I'll get it later. And then it's like, I I did that one night we were coming out of Lubbock, coming home and I, I, didn't get gas going over there and we're coming home and it's like two o'clock in the morning and I forgot what we're doing but we're coming home late and I thought well I'll stop outside of town and get gas and that little gas station I always stopped at was that way yep closed and I'm like oh yep shoot and I didn't have at that time I didn't have I had cash yeah and I was like I don't have anything on my car oh wow and sure enough, I'm like, man, I need gas. And it just so happened that we're there and a, a truck pulls up beside me. And I go over and I, of course, I have my head hung, sir. Yeah. Would you mind? I said, I can give you this money that I got, but I need to get home. I'm trying to get back home. And the guy goes, where are you from? Where do you live? And I said, well, I live in Hobbs. I'm from Tatum. And he goes, he looked at me and he goes, I know you, Don. <laughs> I up, and it's a kid that had graduated from Tatum. I had worked for his dad. Oh, wow. And I went to give him the money. He goes, don't even. I said, well, here's the thing, man. I got wow. cash, but I don't got it. Right. I don't have anything on my card right now. I just got cash. And he's all like, well, I'll get you gas. He goes, but keep it. And oh. I'm like, no, I'm going to pay you the cash. Yeah. He goes, no. Let's keep fill it, it up. I'm going <laughs> to get my wife's car. We'll fill it up. I did. I just put, I said, well, let me just put you know, 20 bucks so I can right. get get down the road, get to a gas station that I could pay cash. Right. And he goes, no. He goes, I want you to fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. Wow. And he filled me completely up. And I, like I said, I go, here, here's It here's pays money. forward, brother. We, I've yeah. done it before. We've all done it in a variety of reasons. And it comes around oh, when yeah. you're in a bind. Yeah. This guy helps you. Like, You've helped a hundred people in your career, and it's just it's the way we are. Um, yep. I came very close with the podcast. I was leaving out of Sealy, Texas, coming to Midland. I know Sealy. I got to San Antonio. Bad weather on this side of San Antonio, so I wanted to push to the other side of San Antonio, and I needed gas. I stopped and got gas, and then I got out in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, and that damn gauge is sitting there on top of the e <laughs> and it's dark it's nine o'clock no it was probably about 7 30 because i was still on 10 and i was getting to the exit that i needed to cut across from 10 up to midland and there was just an exit and i had flashbacks of of montana i was like i'm in the middle of nowhere there's nothing but i looked and I uh, Googled a uh, gas station and nine miles up the road, there was a little town yeah. and I got there before they closed and I filled up and I made it, but I came that close. And I that was the first time I've ever thought I might have to get those jerry cans out. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I can get to that town. I can get to Midland, but I'm gonna be on fumes. <laughs> That's right. I'm not gonna keep y'all any longer. No, nope. um, like I said, if what, you wanna do it, can so, we use the boardroom? 
or the closer. Works for me. And if security comes by, I'll just tell them what you're doing. Interview them. I just shove a mic. I just uh, shove a mic in his face. <laughs> yes, sir. What can we do for you? What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing podcast. Yeah. What do you? Need? Oh no, you're good. You're good. No problem. He thinks he's special with a gun. Oh, I got. I got him with a mic. Tell him you're homeless and you're looking for a warrant. <laughs> see what they say. Yeah, I don't think they can look at either one of us and see we're homeless. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely don't look homeless. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Well, let's head that way. All Sounds right. Good. Nomad Mobile Productions is a broadcasting and media production company that produces podcasts and provides a mobile podcast studio complete with audio and video recording equipment. We also offer post-production processing, editing, marketing, and publication for podcasts. Our mobile production studio will come to you. Visit our webpage, nomadmobileproductions.com, or our Facebook, 